0: Please be seated now, but keep praying, I'm asking you, keep praying, let's be a church who prays more than we've ever done. Thank God, I've been blessed, isn't it great to hear some people sharing, it's just something from God, God is speaking to us and I'm I'm excited about what God is doing just now, I'm excited about what God is doing in our midst and in the future. Now I'm going to read a few verses here, just a few from Genesis chapter 1. If you don't know where it is, just open your Bible and just flick a few pages, you'll come to it quite quickly. I mean, from your living translation. In the beginning, God. I just love that. In the beginning, God. Don't ask me to explain it, but in the beginning, God. I believe it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said... Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. An evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said that the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water seas. And God saw it; it was good. Then God said that the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees. With seed bearing fruit, the seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. If you were here last week, you know we're. I'm doing a series. The next very well, just about bit third day. I've touched on this through different years, but I've never mentioned this. I've never spoke on this, and this was a bit different. It's just first time the third day is mentioned in Scripture. I thought I'd better mention it at some point do you know that? I, I just love some uh, little phrases and you, you read things and oh I've never seen that before <laughs> okay I've seen the third day stuff in scripture but I love little phrases and I love reading even Genesis one and it says God said and then it happened just simple phrases God said and then it happened you know that's why we need to know what God says because when God says it it happens and we need to hear from God, and this third day stuff is a little bit different from the rest, because this is before man was even on the planet. It says here that God, in the beginning God, and He created in Genesis, Genesis account of creation, and there's some stuff, even though man's not appeared on planet Earth yet, some stuff I believe we can learn about God in this. God has created day and night, He's created... Like darkness, and there was a formless world, and there was water everywhere, and God created a space between waters and the heavens and waters beneath. And they called this space in between sky. And you read this, you need to know, God just wasn't thinking things up as he went along. God just needed to wake up and say, "What am I going to do today? God's a God of planning and preparation. God always knows what he's doing. We've already heard he works as outside of our time, sees the end from the beginning, and he's always planning, always purposing. And God had a plan for what was happening on the third day. Yeah, God had a plan for what he was doing here. And the third day, the waters beneath the earth, is separated them, and he says, and then dry ground, waters get to one place so that dry ground can appear. Now, I would just love to have been there to see that. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Wouldn't that have been incredible? I mean, everyone would have been incredible. When God says, and the Bible says, he made the stars also. Just he made the stars also. Five words, and there's billions of them. How incredible is our God? How awesome is our God? But that day, just uh, whenever that was happening, and I don't know all the science of it, I was never great at science, and some people and scientists can try and say this, that, and the next thing. But the reality is God created the heavens and the earth. The third day, it caused land to appear from waters. All the waters were separated into one place. It says here, and then land appeared from the water. Now, whether it was land it was all together where continents were there, or whether it was many believe the continents actually existed after the flood of, of Noah. But the reality is here, right at the outside, on the third day, God created land from the seas. And what that is telling me God was preparing somewhere for us to live. He was preparing somewhere for mankind to exist on planet Earth, even before He created mankind. You know what? God already plans ahead of you. God already prepares a way for you. God already goes before you. God already knows what He is doing. And we sing a song. Sometimes it says he split the sea, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. And a reference to the children of Israel coming to the, the Red Sea. But you know what? He, he didn't even just split the sea. He gathered the sea together so that I could live right here on planet Earth. He created a place for me even before there was a me. He paraded somewhere that we could exist and live and i want to tell you god's so much planning for you that he's already got places for you to go he's got plans and purposes beyond what you're even thinking of at the moment he's way ahead of you plans to help you plans for your future he's got great things ahead of you but that's not the major thing the reason he did that is so that then he could make the vegetation. And this is my focus today. He made the land so that vegetation, so that plants and trees and seeds could come. He says, let the land sprout with vegetation. i.e., get my point. On the third day, God was creating an environment for fruitfulness to come into the planet Earth. God was creating an environment for fruitfulness because God created fruitfulness in the third day. And I believe that God wants us to live in fruitful places. I believe God is looking for fruitfulness. And I believe God creates environments for fruitfulness in our life. And let me tell you, let me encourage you. I believe that church is a great environment for fruit to grow in your life. Get planted and plugged into a church and tomorrow night, you might not be sure whether you want to be a member or join us, but you're just interested in finding out a bit more. Come along tomorrow night. And I believe like Kerry, this is the year to get more plugged into church. Not plugged into TV or social media. Get more plugged into church, God more plugged into church and see God do great things in your life. This is the year for you to show more fruitfulness than ever before. There's fruit in all of our lives and different aspects. just want to touch on very briefly. But God, do you know, when we came to faith in Jesus Christ, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, God was creating, God created a night environment within me. His Spirit came to live inside me, dwell within me. Christ came to live in me by His Spirit. And it created a night environment for the fruit of that Spirit to grow in me. It says the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit, Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and goodness. The character of Christ. Because what happens when Christ came to live inside of me, God had created an environment then for the Spirit of God to work within me and produce fruit in my life. The fruit of the character of Christ. And God primarily is looking for us to produce the fruit of the character of Christ. In our life. And when we are living in all that God has for us, we should be producing the fruit of the character of Christ. There's a story when Jesus was talking about false prophets and stuff like that, and then good trees and bad trees. It's in Matthew chapter 7. And he says, You'll recognize them by the fruit they produce. You'll recognize whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're of God, whether they're not of God, by fruit that comes from their lives and the ministry and what they are doing. God is looking for fruit. God is creating atmospheres for in us, environment in us, for fruit to take place. It comes through a relationship primarily with Him. It develops in church, but it comes through a relationship with Him. First of all, Jesus speaking again, John 15, He's talking about Him being the vine and we are the branches. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Relationship with him produces much fruit and remaining in him. You know, sometimes we feel as if we've drifted away and we've lost our opportunity. I want to tell you there's never such a thing. God can restore, and God in Hosea spoke to her about the people of Ephraim, and he says, I'm going to heal your backsliding, and then he says this to them, I am like a flourishing juniper, you, your fruitfulness comes from me. I'm healing your backsliding and you're still going to be fruitful. So I don't care how many, lost or how many lost years you have, how much you think you've blown it and there's not enough fruit growing in you. I want to tell you, God can restore and your fruitfulness can come still back into your life because He's still get fruits for you to grow and you just need to come back in touch and relationship and connection with him because there's still great fruit and much fruit to come from your life. But it's a relationship and get back in connection with him. And getting back in connection with church, and I'm believing that God's going to produce fruitfulness all over us this year. I'm believing it because not only is it an environment of fruitfulness, there's an expectation of fruitfulness. God created that platform for fruitfulness to come in. And, and God then produced man, and what he says to Adam and Eve is: be fruitful. Multiply. Now, I know there's a physical and a childbearing aspect primarily of that, but there's a principle he established which is not just for that. He says, Adam and Eve, you need to go and be fruitful and multiply. After the flood in Genesis 1, God said to Noah, Noah, I want you to go and be fruitful. Be fruitful, and you're going to be full of number. When God spoke to Abram in Genesis 19, he says, I'm going to make you fruitful. I will make you extremely fruitful, one version says. Whenever God says to man in He says, I want you to be fruitful, there's going to be fruit comes from you. I know this talking about lineage and it's talking about, but I believe God is looking for fruit in every area of our life. God spoke to man and says, you need to be fruitful. I created you for fruitfulness. I created you to produce fruit. I'm creating you to produce fruit. I'm producing fruit in you. Noah fruit Abraham fruit Adam fruit I've created you I've created an environment and now you need to go and produce fruit and when we come to faith in him and we come and his resurrection life comes in us he's creating an environment where we can produce fruit in our lives fruit that will remain fruit that will last and I believe there's different aspects of our life and I want to encourage you this morning that God wants fruit all over your life and this is my prayer For you and for us, individually and corporately, I'm praying that you become like Joseph, that we become like Joseph. In Genesis 49, NIV says this, Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. I.e., Joseph was so fruitful in his life That the fruit in his life went into other patches and and went in and other people get the benefit in other places. Because his went right over the wall and went in next door. And I'm believing that God wants to produce so much fruit in us that our neighbors, our towns, our villages, our families, our workplaces, everywhere receives the fruit of our lives. God wants us to be fruitful. It's what I'm saying. And listen, I want us to be fruitful this year. I'm believing that God wants us to be fruitful as far as Christ being formed in us. He wants us to be fruitful in our business and our finances. He wants us to be blessed and prosperous and fruitful. John says, above all, prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I, I want fruit from your life. I'm praying fruit for your life and your personal walk with God and your business and your education. Fruitfulness in your relationship, fruitfulness in your marriage. I love the Psalm 128, verse 9. Uh, 123, 1, verse 3. It says, Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table and you can take that physical. I'm taking it broader. I'm taking it in a, in a broader aspect, and I'm believing personally. Husbands, I want you to believe, but I'm believing that my wife is still going to be a fruitful vine in my house. I'm believing that my wife, your wife, is still going to be a fruitful vine in your house. I'm believing that my children are going to be all the plants sitting around my table. I'm believing my grandchildren, but all omelet plants. my I'm believing my family. God wants fruit in my family. I believe God wants fruit in your family. Husband, you need to believe it for your wives. Believe it for our kids believe there's fruitfulness coming out of my wife and out of my kids and out of our family, out of my marriage and I'm going to be leaving God and praying God and thanking God for fruitfulness all over our family lives and our marriages and our families, you do what you like I'm believing in a church fruitfulness I'm believing for harvest of souls this year I'm believing fruitful in prayer as well. I'm believing for answered prayer beyond what we've ever seen. This is a year. We're living in a third day of fruitfulness and we need to believe God for great fruit to come. In John, Jesus says, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father, you're going to get it. Jesus says, I've chosen you, I've appointed you for fruit. And then in the context, he says, so that when you're praying, God's going to answer your prayer. I'm believing for fruitfulness in our prayer life. I'm believing that God's going to answer more prayers than we've ever seen before. I'm believing a year we're going to hear testimony on a regular basis up here. Of prayers, I believe in the church there's going to be fruit in people endeavouring to live every day putting God first. I believe there's going to be fruitfulness when we reach out to our community with a message of hope. I believe there's fruitfulness that people are going to feel more welcome and more valued than they've ever felt in your life. I believe in fruitfulness in people being equipped, enabled and released to live extraordinary lives. I believe fruitfulness in connection with Pressworth Academy, fruitfulness in building projects, fruitfulness in finance, fruitfulness in new songs flowing out of the house, and new ministries developing. I am believing it's a year of fruitfulness because we're living in the resurrection, the third day of Christ that is fruitful. You might say to me, I can't get there. I'm not there. I have so much difficulty. My life's a bit surviving, not thriving. I want to say to you, this is what Joseph said in Genesis 41. It said, he named his second son Ephraim. For he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. Isn't that great? It says, on this land of my suffering, this land of my affliction, this land of my troubles. It says, I'm going to make my son uh, call him Ephraim because God fruitful. God has made me fruitful in a land which was all hassle i was living in hassle valley hassle town i was living in trouble town in calamitous city whatever you want to call it joseph says i was living there but you know what you know what and what seemed like this cannot happen god has made me fruitful so whatever your circumstances are i'm going to tell you sometimes and jim will correct my no my theology but my whatever it is here but I predominantly Fruit grows in valleys rather than mountaintops. Don't look at me. <laughs> I heard that from somebody, maybe true. But the reality is, Joseph says, you know who's in trouble? I had fruit in my life. Here's another one for those who are in trouble. Exodus 1, it says, Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation. within in Egypt. He says, but listen, but the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. And they multiplied greatly. They increased in numbers, and they became so numerous that the land was filled with them. That was in Egypt, in bondage, in slavery, in difficulty, in hassle, in problem after problem, in downtrodden environment where there was so anti-Christian, anti-God's people, slavery will punish you, will do this. And do you know what happened? They became incredibly fruitful. <laughs> And I look at the world today, and there's an anti-Christian type feeling all over planet Earth and it's a spiritual battle, but I believe God is building his church, Jesus is building it, the gates of hell, and the more they persecute, the more they say you can't do this, the more they say you can't say that, the more they say you can't believe that, I'm believing that Jesus says, you know what, just to disprove that I will still build my church and I'll cause them to be fruitful, I'll cause them to multiply, I'll cause them to get stronger, because if you look in planet earth, whenever the church is persecuted God is doing incredible incredible things, and God is seven people you'll never see on the news but God is moving by his spirit and thousands are coming to and many many Muslims are coming to faith in Jesus Christ and many other places the church is growing and I'm believing you might be in difficulty but what I want to encourage you that's a great environment for fruit to grow for God to do something incredible in you you might think well I'm too old now I can't really see new graces, fruit, more fruit graces more fruit gifting, more fruit successes in my life You know what? I'm going to read what Psalm 92 says in 13 and 14. Planted in the house of the Lord. And that's why it's important to be planted in houses of God. It doesn't necessarily need to be this one, but I firmly believe that people need to be planted in the house of the Lord somewhere. Because you planted, this is what happens. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and flourishing and, and green. This is what some version says. They will be fat and flourishing. Don't take, take it spiritually. They will be vital and green. They will be healthy and green. They will be luxuriant and green. They will be filled with vitality and have many leaves. They will be heavenly and sweet. That's work in progress. Okay. They will always be healthy and fresh. They will be vigorous and green. Planted in the house, I don't care how old you are, you have fruit still to come from you. You have more fruit to come in your later years than you've ever had in your former years. If you're planted in the house and stay connected to him, there's fruit that's gonna grow all over you and your fruit's gonna hang over your wall and touch the people around about you because we need examples of fruitfulness. The young people need to look at older people and see examples of fruitfulness in the house. In the middle age in whatever age you want to come. And I believe that some of us need to look at our young people. And see examples of fruitfulness. Because God's created environments for fruitfulness. There's an expectation of fruitfulness. And we are going to be examples of fruitfulness. Because the third day is living with the fruitfulness of God. All over our lives. I believe it. You don't have to. Because I'm believing it for this year. Because in the third day God introduced fruit. Nest. and he produced environment and even when there's no environment you know what I love about that Genesis 1 it says here all sorts of seed bearing fruit, plants and trees with seed bearing fruit you know as I look around I look and see all sorts of fruit bearing trees and plants, bushes, and your fruit's not the same as the person beside you don't even compare yourself to the person beside you because you're not created to be the same person as them. You were created uniquely. God created you purposefully. He planned for you. He was unique. He gave you your unique DNA. Incredible. Honestly. See, the more you investigate science, the more how God great God just seems to be. Honestly. But God created you uniquely. And you're different from the person beside you. And you know what was great about that? The band are going to come up in a minute or two. Sin caused the environment that God produced to be affected, so you get thorns and thistles and stuff like that. But spiritually, what was lost in Adam, Jesus redeemed and got back. And there's still an environment even when it's not perfect, God's got an environment for fruitfulness in our lives. Cause even if it's not on the external do you know what is great in that? God created things with seed within them to produce fruit because the fruitfulness in our life, it's not always dependent on what's happening inside. Because even if the environment is not that conducive on the outside, it's because God has put within us a seed which can cause fruitfulness to take place because the fruitfulness is not because of what's on the outside, it's because of what's in the inside. It's because of what's in the inside. And if if we want to be a fruitful people, first of all, we need to connect to Him. Okay, we need to connect to Him because it's abiding in Him and let His fruit flow in our life. I believe in fruitfulness all over our lives, fruitful in every aspect of our life. But you know, you need to attend it, you need to care for it, you need to do something about it, and you need to start sowing. You need to start sowing into your marriage. You need to start sowing into your kids. You need to start sowing into your ministry. You need to start sowing and spending time training to become equipped so that the fruit can flow out of us. We need to do something about it. I want my life to be fruitful. If it want my finances to be fruitful there 's potential there, but an anti seeds And I need to sow the seeds that i 've got into good soil and it 's not dependent on what the interest rates are in the bank or how inflation is going it 's dependent on me sowing into the good soil so that fruit can grow and there's rewards coming sow into good soil into yourself into myself I want to be healthy and strong I want to sow into my life I want to sow into my life so that i 'm the person that God wants to be I want to equip myself so that God can be all that he can be in me. We need to do something because God's given the seed within us. I believe God's given the seed within us for fruit to grow, which will affect the world. Band are gonna come up just now. I've just got a couple of, one more thing to say then a prayer. God's put something within us which is not dependent on what's going outside, but what's inside. You know, sometimes our fruit will be years after we are gone. But it's because of what we do now. Numbers 14, 24 says, My servant Caleb has a different spirit, follows me wholeheartedly. I'll bring him into the land which he entered, and his seed shall possess it. I.e., this fruit coming after me because of what I've done just now. There's going to be fruit in my life, but there's going to be a fruit which is coming after me Because of the decisions I made today. Because I've decided to get planted in the house. I've decided to have a relationship with him. I've decided to look after what God has put in me. And I'm believing God for fruitfulness. And the third day, God created fruitfulness. And I want to tell you, in every aspect of our life, I believe that we now live in that third day aspect and principle that God's planned fruitfulness for you fruitfulness in your personal life, fruitfulness in your character of growth to Him, fruitfulness in your ministry. I don't believe that God wants to defeat or success, today. death, God wants fruitfulness in your marriage, in your home, in your business, in your workplace, fruitfulness. Can we stand together? Because I'm just gonna pray that this is a year, and from now on, not just this year, but next year, and the year after, being fruitfulness. Read one scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 9, God speaking in the Old Testament to his people. He says, the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground, for the Lord will again take delight in prospering you as he took delight in your fathers. Thank God for where it's gone and where it's been. But I'm believing the Lord's gonna take delight again And the fruit of three different places there. But the principle is God wants to bring and see fruit in your aspect of life. If you've got areas in your life, you know, Lord, I'm believing I need fruit in this area I'm believing this is a year of fruitfulness, just raise your hand and just I'm not gonna ask you what it is, but I'm just gonna pray a prayer that this is a year for fruitfulness in your world, in character, in business, in ministry, in different areas. Father God, I thank you, Lord, in the third day you created the principle of fruitfulness, and Lord, and I'm believing for fruit in these lives, and whatever aspect. Whichever way that you're asking us, pinpointing by your spirit right now, Lord, and fruit that will last, fruit that will remain, not fruit that will go bad the day after it's grown, but fruit that will remain. A people who will be fresh. they'll be flourishing, they'll be vigorous, they'll be full of vitality. Lord, the fruit that will be fresh, fruit, Father God, I pray for fruit that doesn't just affect their life, but Joseph goes over walls and affects their neighbours, their Communities, their workmates, their schoolmates, their university mates. Lord, I'm believing as a church that this is fruitfulness, that we are beginning to move into a fruitfulness that we've never seen before. Lord, going greater than we've ever gone, higher than we've ever gone, more fruit than we've ever seen, so that people don't look at the fruit, but they look at the producer, the giver of the fruit, they look at the vine, not the branches, Father, and they give praise and glory to our God for our freshness. Lord, I pray for fresh fruit, Lord, in every aspect of our ministry, of our character, of our lives, of our relationship. Lord, I pray for a fresh fruit, Lord. Lord, not yesterday, not Lord rotten, not stuff that's nearly the end of its sell by day. But I pray constantly for fresh fruit and for a freshness to be all over this house. For your glory in individual lives and in the corporate life. Let there be the fresh fruit of the Spirit of God flowing. Let the power of God be fresh. Let the life of God be fresh. Let us grow fresh and green and strong. strong. Strong and vigorous and bring honor and glory and praise to our God. Lord, let this be the greatest year of fruitfulness in all our lives, individually and corporately. Because that's what you planned for us in the third day of resurrection life. And we are believing it and we're going to do what we can as we work with you to see fruit coming for the honor and the glory of our great God. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No shadow you won't. after us and make us fruitful. I was your foe. When I was your foe, still you love. The overwhelming love of God as sweeps the ruthless this morning, singing, Holy. Oh, things we've heard today, Lord. Thank you. Every word that ever you've spoken, thanks for being in this house. We say thank you for allowing us to be in here this morning, Lord, to hear that amazing word of fruitfulness. Thank you. We have the privilege, Lord, of living in your third day, the resurrection.